Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, Saskatchewan grain and livestock farmers express support for approval of the revised Canada-U.S.-Mexico trade agreement. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352 1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Cloudy, 60% chance of flurries. Wind southeast 20, the high minus 18, the low minus 21. Tomorrow, cloudy, 2 to 4 centimeters of snow beginning near noon. Wind southeast 30, the high minus 14, the wind chill minus 34. Tomorrow morning, minus 25 in the afternoon. Risk of frostbite, of course, the low minus 7. Friday, cloudy with a high minus 17, the low minus 26. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high minus 20, the low minus 24. Sunday, sunny with a high minus 11, the low minus 22. Monday, sunny, the high minus 14, the low minus 17. Tuesday, sunny skies, the high near minus 11. Normal high for this date, minus 8. The normal low, minus 19. The sun rose at 849 this morning. It sets at 455 tonight. And around the province, we have Estevan at minus 20, Saskatoon minus 21, Swift Current minus 15, Weyburn minus 19, Yorkton is minus 24. For the third day in a row, the hot spot is Maple Creek. It's at minus 7 today. The cold spot, Uranium City for the third day in a row, minus 35. In Regina, with cloudy skies, it's minus 19. That's two below Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast at 18. Humidity 61%. The barometer dropping 102.7. Light snow and Moose Jaw minus 19, winds are from the east southeast to 24. Once again, Regina cloudy minus 19, that's two below Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best online at McDougallAuction.com. Saskatchewan Farm Groups welcomed the signing of the new trade agreement between Canada, the U.S., and Mexico. Officials from all three countries were in Mexico City yesterday to approve the deal. Western Canadian Wheat Growers Chair Jim Wickett says the deal ensures some trade stability for prairie farmers. Well, I think it just means some stability. Uh, there's no, you know, shouldn't be any threat of some trade action or anything like that. The U.S. is a very large customer for our grains, you know, milling oats, milling wheat, uh, milling durum. It's uh, even malt barley as it goes south. So we, uh, with all the other trade actions and all the other trade irritants and issues we have right now in the world, we certainly don't need another one. So if we can tie this up with this agreement, uh, this would be great news. So you see this as an important deal for Saskatchewan farmers? Yes, my opinion is it's a very uh, good deal. There's about 50,000 tons of grain comes north from the states uh, into Canada for various uses and, and reasons. But there's about 5 million goes south. So this it's a huge market, and it's certainly something that we would like to have a, a rock-solid kind of trade deal. You know, the wheat grading issue had become quite a 
thorn in, in uh, some of the U.S. growers' side and had raised a lot of issues with that. So I think this is a good good for prairie farmers. Is Mexico a good market for prairie farmers? Yeah, there's certainly some stuff goes down there. There's Durham goes down there. There's wheat. You know, it's I, I don't know about the trade imbalance, you know, given our winters here and how much produce and whatnot comes out of Mexico this way. But, you know, if it can keep the food on the table a little bit cheaper, like the fresh vegetables and fruits and stuff like that, I, I can't see where that's not a good thing for the Canadian consumer. So in summary, you see this as a good deal for farmers and consumers even. Yeah, I do. I see, You know, like I said, it's trade stability. And, and right now in the world, there's so much protectionism and so much just kind of crazy, wonky things going on in trade. We had, you know, a good 25-year run. Uh, those of us who are around in the 80s and seen all the protectionism and that, then we certainly don't need a repeat of the 80s and 90s when it comes to that. So, you know, the more of these agreements we can get tied up and get sound science and sound trade practices and whatnot, that's, I think, uh, a good thing for everybody. Jim Wicked farms at Rosetown and is chair of the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association. The CEO of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association, Ryder Lee, is also welcoming the new Canada-Mexico-U.S. trade deal. Lee says the former NAFTA deal was good for the cattle industry, and the new agreement does not create any problems for cattle trade. It's really the integrated North American market that can allow cattle to move where the feed is or to move where the packer demand is and to allow some flex both ways allows us to keep some feeding capacity, some packer capacity going that if we were just supplying those things domestically, both north and south of the border, uh, it would look very different and, and would be kind of artificial. So keep, keeping that and maintaining that is, is good for clear market signals. Lee says it's important that the Canadian cattle industry continues to access new market opportunities beyond North America. He notes the African swine fever outbreak in Asia has had an impact on the flow of protein around the world. Taking a look ahead, Lee says he's optimistic about the coming year. I am, you know, and that that whole situation with a, a bunch of disappeared pigs in China is, is part of it. But even without that, the, the growing wealth around the world um, is increasing appetites for protein. And, and when it comes to protein choice, it's expanding out there, but beef still competes wonderfully, whether it's simplicity or what comes along with it, or the calorie load that it takes to get your protein from beef. We're, we're in a great spot, and uh, we'll just hope for, for some stability out there and, and that protectionism voices don't carry the day. Ryder Lee is the CEO of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And by YAC Auctions, the first name you should think of in the auction business. Call 782-5999. 
The latest market outlook from Sask Wheat says Canadian wheat exports have reached 5.3 million tons this crop year, down about 11 percent or 690,000 tons less than last year. Meanwhile, Durham exports total 1.7 million tons, 69 percent or 693,000 tons more than this time last year. The latest figures show Canada exported 1.6 million tons of wheat during the month of October. The main customer was Japan at 229,000 tons over the month. Wheat exports to Japan total 445,000 tons, 80% more than last year. Two other bright spots have been exports to Nigeria at 227,000 tons and Australia at 182,000 tons this marketing year. Both countries did not import any Canadian wheat last year. Australia has been consistently importing over 60,000 tons a month since May due to drought. The Australian wheat crop is forecast at 17% less than last year and the smallest production since 2008. Turkey and Italy have been the largest increases in Durham imports over last year, up 156,000 tons for Turkey and 122,000 tons for Italy. Meanwhile, Durham shipments to the U.S. have been lagging from last year. Weather remains a problem in Europe, and the Sasquheat Market Newsletter says the Europeans are wanting higher prices to sell their cash wheat. The outlook prepared by Mercantile Consulting Venture says North American wheat prices should rally, so we would wait to sell additional wheat. The National Farmers Union has released a new report on tackling the farm crisis and the climate crisis. President Katie Ward says the report says agriculture provides an opportunity to become part of the solution in dealing with the climate crisis facing the globe. The report says incentives should be put in place for low-input, low-emission agricultural practices. Well, we suggest a number of different options, but the base message is that we need to incentivize low-input agriculture because that will necessarily be uh, low-emission agriculture. And carbon sequestration methods are always a win, but they're not the ultimate solution. We do have to tackle emissions from agriculture and we're, there's never going to be any one-size-fits-all solution. Things that uh, apply in the prairies, for instance, might not be as relevant to eastern Canada or more northern climes, but there's lots of different alternatives that folks can look into, and hopefully there'll be things that people can adopt on their farms that'll help make a difference and, quite frankly, help to improve the bottom line on the farm by keeping more of the agricultural production dollar in the hands of farmers. You talked about incentives for this sustained production. Outline that for me. What kind of incentives are you referring to? Well, we're we're looking to basically start a conversation with policymakers about you know, having a, a climate focus in the next round of cap funding and you know things like set asides and and plans to help farmers make transitions as opposed to assuming that we can just continue on the same track that we've been on that has put us in this emissions problem in the first place. So we're not suggesting any one particular way. We're, we're suggesting that we need to start a conversation that really hasn't been happening and we'd like to, to help kick that off. It sounds like you see smaller self-sustained farms in future with less chemical fertilizers and other chemicals. Do I read that right? Well, I mean, if you look at the history of agriculture over the last 10,000 years, agriculture wasn't really creating an emissions problem. But within 
the last 10,000 years, the, all of these inputs that we've been putting in to the farm system have to you know, come out somewhere. that We don't have sort of a circular system anymore. It's, it's, it's pretty linear. And so what we really need to do is figure out a way to reduce the emissions coming out of agriculture. And a lot of that is due to the massive amounts of input that we've been putting in, ever larger quantities of fertilizers, fuels, chemicals, plastics. And at the same time, the amount of revenue that's staying on the farm has decreased because those input costs have been gobbling up a lot of our value. And so it's sort of a a two-pronged crisis that if we can come up with solutions that work, we'll, we'll both reduce the emissions and we'll help improve the bottom line for farmers. Yeah, part of your report talks about just tackling the farm crisis as well as the climate mm-hmm. crisis. And farm crisis, you mean by farm income. Uh, what's the best solution there? Well, again, there's no one best solution other than that there is clear evidence that a lot of the dollar value that is produced on the farm is actually being gobbled up by amazingly increased farm expenses and an interest on debt that has been accumulating. And so right now, we need to prioritize farmers' financial returns. And so there's a number of suggestions within the report. I really encourage everybody to go to nfu.ca and check it out. But it's a really comprehensive dissection of how we got here and starting the discussion for how we can change our system so that we can not be constantly funneling dollars out of the farm community. Katie Ward is the president of the National Farmers Union and Farms in the Ottawa area. The interview released a report today on tackling the farm crisis and the climate crisis. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra's prices for canola fell $2.60 at $419.28. Oats dropped $0.34 cents at $200.46. Number one red spring wheat went up $0.12 cents at $210.53. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $266.39. Feed barley, $157.68. Flax, $521.35. Lentils, $372.50. Yellow peas 244.89 and feed wheat 156.83. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, March wheat is up three quarters of a cent at 5.18 and three quarters cents a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn livestock auctions. Call Assiniboia 642.4180 or Weyburn 842.4574. Hello, cattlemen. Junior for Heartline Livestock Service Yorkton with your market report for the week of December 11th. A little later run this week with 1,200 in the pre-sort and 350,000 bulls in offer. On the pre-sort side, the market seems to be trending steady to a little higher on certain classes. Here are a few highlights from today's sale. 12 buckskin steers, 501 pounds at 231.75. 25 buckskin steers, 563 pounds at 217.75. 35 buckskin steers, 643 at 201.75. 25 buckskin steers, 711 at $1.9475. On the block end of it, 28 block steers, 483, 229 a pound. 44 block steers, 565 at 221 and a quarter. 40 block steers, 634 to $1.9925. And 18 block 
steer is 705 pounds at a dollar ninety seventy five. Twenty nine red exotic cross steer is six forty five at a dollar ninety eight, and twenty eight red exotic cross steer seven oh eight at a dollar ninety three and a quarter. Heifers still seem to be tending twenty five to thirty back of their brothers. On the cow and bull trade this week, cows are a little higher, averaging seventy four and a half with a high of seventy eight seventy five. Bulls were steady the last week, averaging ninety five and a quarter. This week, we have 350 bred cows and heifers up for offer on Friday, starting at 11 o'clock. Starting out with the J. Morandi limousine dispersal. There are 65 to 70 breds in offer from this cow herd that has 40 years in the making of these tremendous set of females with a February 1st calving, bred to limo and red Angus bulls. Also in offer is 120 bred heifers from one outfit, bred red Angus for an April 15th calving, and many more bred cows and heifers on offer. Next week is the last sale of the year, and it will be a one-day sort on Tuesday. For all your marketing needs, give us a call here at Heartland Yorkton. Once again, this has been Junior for Heartland Livestock Services. Thank you, and have a great day. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices for SIG 5 TCP BP2, $131.95 per 100 kilograms. For BP4 TCP4, the quote, $148.10 per CKG. The outlook, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries. Wind southeast, 20. The high, minus 18. The low, minus 21. Tomorrow, cloudy, 2 to 4 centimeters of snow beginning near noon. The winds from the southeast at 30, the high minus 14. Wind chill tomorrow morning, minus 34 and minus 25 in the afternoon. Risk of frostbite, the low minus 7. In Regina, cloudy and minus 19. That's two below Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.